time to make your fantasy a reality. With the help of the crew over at Fantasy Insider and the boys at Woot and Y. This is DFS Down Under. Welcome back to another episode of DFS Down Under. I'm Josh Y, and we are brought to you by Fantasy Insider, the trusted tools used by Australia's daily fantasy sports players. And from Fantasy Insider is Data Daryl, or Daryl Data, however you prefer to call it. Uh, welcome. How was week 13 for you? Uh, yeah, not too bad. Um, I was probably slightly below break even, so definitely had better weeks. Um, I say I think the a lot of the kind of combinations we talked about went pretty well, but trying to find the players to go around them is kind of where I fell apart, I think. Yeah, and I think that was where that stopped me in sort of the bigger tournaments was I, I had a, a few too many sort of Falcons and Vikings players, and that ended up being quite a low-scoring game. But uh, seeing Keenan Allen and, and Philip Rivers go off and, and Marshall Lynch return great value um, in regards to draft stars at his price, which was astonishing. Um, that that that's always good, and also to see my guy Josh Gordon have a, a reasonably uh, profitable day. I thought he'd come up. Um, yeah, yeah, he had a good game. Um, like I say, that was one that was basically out of the realms of trying to trust a computer predict. Um, he just had to kind of go with your gut on whether he was going to be kind of hitting his stride when he came back, and as it turned out, he was. And I think, you, as you mentioned last week, he's um, what do you call it? The Josh Gordon stat um, performance after coming back from a drugs ban. Yeah, kept that streak going. Yeah, not as not as good as the others, but uh, not quite as a delayed length in the other appearances. And um, the quarterback didn't do him much favors. But uh, uh, spoiler alert: I'm going to go down the Josh Gordon route uh, one more time when we talk wide receivers. But let's <laughs> let's get into Week 14 in in the Moneyball and Draft Stars. Uh, well, I'm only a few more weeks of regular season left, so uh, limited opportunity here to to cash or or, or make up some some lost lost cash. If you're listening uh, from earlier in the year and you're just stumbling upon Fantasy Insider, a reminder: you know the lineup cruncher. You can uh, pretty much get 40 to 50 lineups with a click of a button. So definitely check that out. And with the NBA season, it's still worth uh, investing in because there's plenty of time left in that, and then AFL and NRL, just around the corner. But let's get into that. Big Bash. Uh, oh, and Big Bash. Wow. Are you yeah. doing Big Bash as well? Oh, yeah, we normally do it. Um, it's not my favourite fantasy sport. It's no. a high degree of randomness. But yep. um, there's big money about, I think last year it was kind of forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 tournaments. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. On a day, kind yeah. of total on a daily basis. So, yeah. Yeah, worth a look. Why not? Um, the randomness can, you know, could be your biggest uh, hero or your or your biggest villain. So, why not yeah. run the uh, gauntlet there? But uh, speaking of running the gauntlets, Philip Philip Rivers has run many a gauntlet, and uh, I like him again this week um, against the Redskins. He's eight thousand two hundred on Moneyball, fourteen thousand six hundred on Draft Stars. The Redskins are allowing an average of nine and a half fantasy points to a opposing quarterbacks. And three of their past five quarterbacks have scored at least 25 points, and then four of those at least 18 over the past five weeks. So Rivers on a really good streak. Redskins banged up and, and leaking points over the last month. I think that's a great combination there, and uh, he's just been on fire, and I trust him, and I trust this Chargers team at the moment. Yeah, I don't mind him. I think we have him at kind of 18.9, which is, I think, slightly one of the higher projections we have for him. So it looks like it's a good matchup. Um there's some other kind of interesting options on the slate, which we'll come to, I think, that kind of kept me away from him in my top four lineups on either side, but I think he's definitely one you'd look at. Yeah, it's, that, that 8,000 mark, there seems to be, we've talked about many a time, is 
there's a sort of a, a four or five different options there. So it's just depending on on matchup, I guess, and and what the cruncher likes as well. That can help you uh, sort of lean a certain way um, in regards yeah. to that. Uh, my other one is a very similar price, as I said. There's many at that price. Uh, Alex Smith yeah. against the Raiders, eight thousand three hundred on Moneyball. A um, bit dearer on draft stars. So look, I prefer Rivers on Moneyball and draft stars probably um, just because they are, he is a little bit cheaper. Um, but Smith always seems to play really well against Oakland. He has 22 touchdowns to four interceptions in 11 career matchups, and I don't really see any reason why that should should change against the 32nd ranked pass defense at home in a, in a game that Chiefs des- desperately need a win to stay afloat in this division and stop the bleeding and stop the damage that they've caused themselves over the last month. Yeah, we have Smith projected at 20.7. Um, it's definitely one of the higher projections. I think Tom Brady's 21 and a half. Um, and yeah, again, if you're going to go with kind of an expensive-ish option or that kind of range at quarterback, I think he's kind of a good pick again. Um, for me, I think there's a few kind of cheaper options that I'm probably more likely to go with and I think probably have a little bit more upside um, potential as to the, for the price of them. Yep. And uh, who who are those guys that uh, you are preferring? <laughs> Um, so James Winston comes up a lot on the country this week. That's one of the games that's off the board, I think, but was kind of a 45-46 total beforehand, kind of a 22-25 kind of scoreline um, on projections. So I think that could be an interesting one, depending on kind of what else happens in that game. Yep. Um, Drew Brees, we've got uh, 19.9, Brady 21.5. Um, Tom Savage, wow. I think, is 14.4 at 8,000 on draft stars. Yep. Um Cheap option, a cheap option. Um, Moneyball country really likes uh, Winston. It's all over him over there. Yeah, and uh, when you mention a game being down, I should I should uh, alert people that there's still two games that uh, that are down. And when we say down, um, you know the sports books in in Vegas and here in Australia haven't got prices up yet because there's um, uncertainty about Matthew Stafford um, in relation yeah. to his hand. And then there's also the Bills Colts game that's down at the moment because uh, Tyrod Taylor is day-to-day. Um, so because there's just such a variation between the, the starter and the backup, you know, you're talking Tyrod to Nathan Peterman and Stafford to, I think, Jake Rudock is the backup there. Um, those games remain down because it's just there's just so much variation. So once they get confirmation, they will go up. But that doesn't really affect Winston, I don't think. I, I like Winston um, this week as well. Um, I was going to go down that route. Uh, but two other cheaper options. Oh, it's hard for me to get behind Savage, but the crunch has been right on some obscure quarterbacks in the past, so I might uh, throw him in a, in a one, or, one or two of my lineups. But I like Jimmy Garoppolo, 6,100 against uh, Savage in that game, and Andy Dalton as well. I think uh, he just sort of got unlucky a little bit in the second half last week with some crucial drops from um, LaFell and, and A.J. Green, of all people. But uh, he's, a, he's a guy that I don't mind his matchup against the Bears this week. Yeah, um, so a reasonable choice. I think it's a kind of um, easy split between the quarterbacks this week on Moneyball and Draft Stars. I think there's some that sort of stand out really much on one platform or the other. Yep. Um, Garoppolo is one I quite like the look of. Uh, yeah, I don't really know about Andy Dalton. He's a bit more questionable for my liking, but um, a very volatile kind of player, I think. Yeah, he is. He seems to have the uh, the high. Highs are the highs, Winston, and the lows are the lows in terms of giving off some bad mistakes. But the mistakes don't happen every single week. So he's, he had a couple last week, so maybe this week's the week he he uh, eliminates those and he can, can wreak rewards for uh, DFS players. Uh, moving on to the running back position, 
Um, LaShawn McCoy will probably be in every one of my lineups this week. Given the uncertainty of Tyrod Taylor, even if he plays, he, he is clearly going to be um, hindered by that uh, leg injury. So I think they're going to hand the ball off to LaShawn McCoy a lot. He is at premium price, 9100 on Moneyball, 14000 on on uh, 14,200 on draft stars. But look, the Colts are actually a respectable 13th against the run this year, which is their best in a very, very long time. But there's just no game script where the Buffalo Bills will need to abandon the run. I can't see the Colts being up early on the road against this Buffalo Bills defense. I think McCoy will still get his touches. Uh, Jordan Matthews is placed on IR. So McCoy actually leads the team in terms of reception as well. He's got 16 more catches than his next closest teammate as well. So he's a factor in the air and on the ground. I like him. Yeah, uh, definitely no, no real comments on McCoy. I think he's pretty much a standout play this week. He comes up at the top of the cruncher um, across both platforms. It puts him in at flex if it can't fit him in at running back. Um, I think, yeah, he's a very good play. As you say, the um, Colts are a mess. So you <laughs> you expect also that they're going to be, um, McCoy's going to be up big late and potentially picking up some kind of cheap yards towards the end of the game as well. Yeah, look, I imagine if Tyrod Taylor is playing, um, I think the Bills will be around as sort of a touchdown favourite um, in in that game. So I definitely think they, they will be up in that game and can sort of just hand the, hand the ball off to McCoy as much as possible. Uh, Lamar Miller is another guy I like, particularly at Moneyball. I think his price is, is, is juicy at Moneyball at 6700 it has been quietly consistent all year. Um, he's been kind of underrated. He's, he scored 12-plus in PPR points in five of his last six games, and he's got a great matchup against the 49ers, who are 29th against uh, running backs in fantasy this year. So I think he's got a he's got a good matchup um, against the 49ers. Yeah, he's one that to me stands out at Moneyball. I think he's 6,700 at Moneyball and 14,000 at Draft Stars. So yeah, I think if you're gonna if you want some exposure to him, I'd definitely be taking him on the Moneyball side. Um, I wouldn't object having him in a draft size lineup, but I think at the price, there's probably a bit of a few other options I consider. Yeah, and one of those would be Rex Burkhead for me. Um, he yeah. would be uh, he's twelve thousand six hundred draft stars, six and a half at Moneyball. Um, Burkhead recently has returned to the to the team after being injured. He scored four touchdowns in his four touchdowns in his past two games. Um, and the Pats have got the, the running game going. And, and one of those games happened to be against Miami uh, when he had 15 touches. Um, with, with Gronk out, you could see a lot more Burkhead involved in this game as they try to probably not, given how many, how many times Brady got hit last time against the Dolphins, I think they'll just try and run the rock a lot more. Um, so I think Burkhead could have a good game. Yeah, so Burkhead, we got projected at 12.1. I don't mind him. Uh, I think the price is possibly getting up there again a little bit on draft stars. Uh, <sighs> My, I guess my thoughts with Burkhead are, you've obviously got you know the kind of four touchdowns in the past two games. It's kind of one that's kind of getting a little bit of main value. It's one where I'm going to think about what the ownership percentage is, yep. and so what kind of equity you're actually going to get for taking him um, beyond kind of just his points. Yeah, and it's worth noting that uh, the Pats are the only double-digit favorites this week. Um, it's a, it's yeah. a it's a week where there's a lot of really tough matchups. Um, and then even the bigger favorites, you know, your minus sixes and things like that, your totals are uh, below 45. Um, this one's up near 50 at 47.5. So it's probably the most favorable matchup of the week. You just have to wait until Monday night um, for it. So um, if you want some pats in your lineup, um, that could be the, the way to go with this matchup. But then again, it could be a reason for high ownership percentage again. Yep. Um, and of course, not in the kind of the big slates of the week either. Um, 
Yep. So you kind of got some, when you look at just the Sunday slate, it's really, really tricky because, yeah, there's no big favourites. There's no kind of standout games. Um, I'm getting kind of very similar scores out of the cruncher if I'm having four or five players different between the lineups, which is a week that suggests that it's going to be tricky. Yeah, very tricky. Uh, so they're my three running backs. What did what are the cruncher like? I know you, you mentioned you, you liked McCoy, but what were some other names um, that stood out to you? Yeah, so we've got McCoy, um, 18.6. We've got Gordon, 18.4. Um, Freeman Crow, I think, is a decent value um, mm, player. Interesting. Uh, we got him projected for 10.8, and he's 69.50 on draft stars, if I'm not mistaken, um, yep. which is a very low price. Very low. Um, yeah, and also in that kind of Colts... Um, sorry, I lost track there. Um, high, 15.9, Bell, 20, and we've got Gore for 12.6, 89.50. Um, again, kind of a decent value option. Lamar Miller, I mentioned, at Moneyball kind of comes out pretty much everywhere. Um, Hyde, Bell, Gore, um, and Freeman, kind of the other options at Moneyball. But yeah, I think there's, as always, Moneyball seems to be the place where you can kind of get Bell in at a bit of a more value price. So again, I lead towards having him there. Yeah, and he's, uh, I think, I saw a stat today that he's got 123 more touches or something more than any other running back, which is essentially like he's played two more games than anyone else in terms of carrying the workload. So um, you're just getting a guaranteed high floor in terms of Le'Veon Bell. So it's hard to hard to win in the lineup without him if he goes off. But, uh, yeah, he, he's one that I'd definitely look at. That that Gore one as well, That that's a figure that could change, obviously depending on what the uh, the line and the total comes out at. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, and... Yeah, so, so in terms of um, kind of the other games and the other players that affects as well, it's kind of worth noting, I guess, that when we don't have sort of the Vegas or the um, sort of Australian bookmakers lines and totals in there, um, we're kind of reliant on our stats insider models. So we basically use our projected score for the game in place of them. Okay. And those are normally pretty close, but they also obviously are designed for beating betting markets. So yep. you will see some variation when the actual line comes out yep. and that gets figured in. Yeah, but that's handy to know for anyone listening. Daryl's not just plucking numbers out of thin air here to, to project some gains without any Vegas lines. So that's, that's really handy to know. One last running back, I don't mind. It depends on injury news and things, is... If AP is out again, I don't mind Kerwin Williams. He's really cheap. Mm-hmm. He's 5,100 on Moneyball, so much better at Moneyball. But um, if if you can get Crowell at 6-2, then you may as well just go with Crowell um, at Draft Stars. But he is 6,350 on Draft Stars. Yeah, um, and yeah, I don't mind Williams. I'd say he's at the kind of the lower end of those prices. He's pretty good. Um, I think if AP was out, I tried to look at this. I think he'd probably be projected for something like 10 or 11 still. Yep. Um, just kind of the way that game goes. So then you've got, as you say, you've got to weigh him up against people like Isaiah Crowell at that kind of price. Yep. Before we move on to wide receivers, I will just tell everyone again about the Fantasy Insider Lineup Cruncher. So you know that you can build 40 lineups with one button. That's 40 instant lineups that you can enter and win cash on with a few clicks. But did you know that with the Fantasy Insider Premium account, you can access over 15 other features on the cruncher. So if you go premium today, go to fantasyinsider.com.au slash wootwire. That's fantasyinsider.com.au slash wootwire. Sign up today and get the best tool in the business, the Fantasy Insider lineup cruncher. Moving on to the wide receiver position. Um, I didn't have this guy on my board yesterday, but Marcus Peters this morning got suspended by his own team for his uh, carry-on last, last week in terms of throwing a flag into the stands. 
um, ejecting himself from a game, then appearing back on the sideline without any <laughs> socks on. Um, one of the most bizarre sequences uh, from a very bizarre season, uh, but very it made memorable. The news. Yes, it was. It was. It was very, very uh, intriguing. But um, with Crabtree out, uh, with sorry, with Marcus Peters out, and Amari Cooper looking like he's going to be out again. I, I really like Michael Crabtree. Seven thousand two hundred um, on Moneyball, twelve thousand five hundred. The Chiefs are tied f- uh, for the most fantasy points allowed to opposing receivers, so they're. Um, the worst in the NFL in terms of allowing uh, fantasy points to opposing receivers, and they've just suspended their best corner. So uh, yeah. it, it just seems like an obvious pick, and he's also scored three in his past five meetings against Kansas City. Yeah, so we had him projected for 13.8 before that news. So he'll be another one that kind of will get updated probably in the Sunday update. Um, so you might figure he goes up to kind of a 14.5, which kind of puts him on par with someone like Baldwin. So, yeah, I think that kind of, with that sort of situation, that news, um, and that price, I think he's a good pick. Yeah, definitely. In that same game, I like Tyreek Hill, as well as a stack with Alex Smith. He's 7900 on Moneyball. Very pricey on Draft Stars, uh, 13600 But um, we said tied for first. The other team that's the that's really bad against uh, wide receivers in fantasy is the Raiders. They're 32nd against the pass, 32nd against number one wideouts, and 32nd against deep passes. Um, so that doesn't bode well for them, and it, it aligns perfectly for Tyreek Hill. Um, I think he should have a, a big game. He did last week um, for Alex Smith, if that means anything to you, but um, in this matchup, I think it's a, a good stack. Yeah, it's, it's not a bad kind of stacking option. Um, at 7, what have we got him? We got him projected for 7.6 at the moment. We're getting some variation, but... I think the other player I like, so Westbrook, I think, who I think we both had last week in some lineups, yeah. I think we've got him projected for 11.3, and he's 7,450, so he's 450 cheaper than Hill. Yep. Um, I think, for me, it's probably going to come to kind of one of those two, and I more lean towards Westbrook, I think. Yeah, I think Tariq Hill is a, you know, a, a risk-reward type of receiver, um, whereas Westbrook has a steady target share floor, which we discussed last week. But Tariq Hill could, yep. you know... Easily only catch three passes, but two of them could be touchdowns and long touchdowns. Sure. So um, there is an insane variance with him. Um, Josh Gordon is my other guy. Six thousand eight hundred on Moneyball, ten thousand eight hundred on Draft Stars. So eleven wide receivers. They've seen eight plus targets against the Packers this year, and on average, they've scored nineteen point six fantasy points per game in PPR leagues. If you actually remove the three Chicago Bears wideouts um, from that sample, it actually jumps to twenty two. Point seven because the Bears are just uh, terrible, um, and that was with Mike Glennon and uh, Mitch Trubisky for a half. Um, and the Packers, they allow the fourth most fantasy points to opposing receivers, and they just put Kevin King, their number one uh, draft pick um, this year, the rookie, um, on IR. So it's Josh Gordon against Devon House. Um, he managed to get 98, 85 yards against Casey Haywood, one of the best corners in the NFL last week, now places faces one of the worst corners this year in Devon House. I really like Josh Gordon. Yep. Um, so Josh Gordon, we talked a lot about last week, very still kind of hard for a computer to project. Um, I will probably bump him up a bit week now this week, having heard that statistic. Yep. Um, Thank you. 19.61 fancy <laughs> points per game. Yeah. 20, yeah. Okay. So um, I don't know quite what to say to that. I think I'm likely to probably stick him in. Um, he's 6,800 money of all, 10,800 draft stars. Um, with that kind of upside and assuming that um, he's still somewhat popular on the team and kind of likely to 
kind of get targeted as well from kind of that perspective. I think, yep. yeah, good play. Yeah, he saw eleven. Good. He saw eleven targets last week. Mm. Yeah. So anywhere near that, right? And you'd expect him to be kind of in the fifteen to twenty-five range. So. Yeah, yeah. Good, good pick. I, I forgot to mention uh, um, that stats from uh, at uh, late round quarterback JJ Zacharyson from Number Fire on Twitter. I just uh, my document moved and I lost track of who I, I, I took that down earlier this morning. And I was like, that is fantastic. Uh, he does excellent yeah. work. Definitely recommend people follow him for uh, season long fantasy stuff and uh, DFS stuff as well. But um, yeah, I, Number I am, five is a great site. Oh, it's so good. And I am so uh, high on Josh Gordon. I love Josh Gordon. So uh, um, I definitely am playing him this week. My last wide receiver is Martavis Bryant. With Juju Smith-Schuster out, I think he's a, a great option at his price, 5900 8400 Um, The Ravens' defense is pretty good, um, but no Jimmy Smith. So the last time um, Martavis Bryant played the Ravens and Jimmy Smith was injured and he was... He's injured and out for the year now, so it's quite funny that the last time they played the Ravens, um, Jimmy Smith didn't play um, as well, and Martavis went for uh, three for 44 and two touchdowns. He also had four catches for 40 yards and a touchdown back in, I think it was, uh, I can't remember what week, but they played against Green Bay, and Juju Smith-Schuster was out injured uh, with a hamstring injury. So when he's out, Martavis gets a solid uptick in targets, and I think um, he has a chance to, to break one deep for a touchdown. Yep, um, and certainly at the prices, you wouldn't uh, object to having him in the team. I think you can easily fit him in as kind of a cheap play, which allows you to kind of go with one of the more premium quarterbacks. So um, in any kind of kind of GPP kind of tournament, I think he's a worthwhile play. Yep. Um, just save the money, high ceiling. Uh, what do you want? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Nelson Aguilar is another strong play if Zach Ertz is out. I think he'll operate the slot a lot more and uh, be sort of the eye, the apple of Carson Wentz's eye um, this week if, if Ertz is out. You mentioned Westbrook being a, um, a, a target of yours. What else uh, is on your radar? Um, so the Quencher throws up um, Baldwin quite a lot. Um, Antonio Brown, who I think cost you last week um, yeah. towards the end. Definitely. I'm sure you'll tell that story. Golden yeah. <laughs> um, Tate, T.Y. Hilton. Um, obviously, that Colts game is a bit of a tricky one still, um, as we've talked about. Um, Brown, Joe, um, Julio still comes up. Um, Inman, I think we've got projected for 8.8 at 4.7k at Moneyball. Um, potentially a kind of cheap option there. Really cheap, yeah. Yeah. Um, Keenan Allen, um, Devontae Adams, um, Brandon Cooks, if you're going with that kind of Tom Brady kind of, um, stack that you do, I try and do once a week. Yeah, I think you can't um, go can't go wrong with that, except for obviously last week with Buffalo, where he threw yeah. zero and, and one interception, but still won by twenty points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds Pats. very much like Brady. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, just yeah, it's just the gift that keeps on giving in New England. But yeah, it, it's hard to avoid Cooks with Gronk out, but there is talk that Hogan might play. But um, obviously, mm-hmm. if he is ruled out, then I think Cooks and Emmendola are uh, viable targets. Yeah, and. As you say, there's so there's so many more kind of targets to go around that you would probably want to look at kind of playing both of those kind of stack options just to kind of make sure you're on whichever one goes off. Yeah, and the rare double stack actually worked for me last week. So that lineup that you mentioned uh, with Antonio Brown costing me uh, that was uh, that was a, a double stack lineup that I, I dabbled with. I had Hunter Henry, Keenan Allen, and Philip Rivers in in my lineup, and uh, unfortunately just got pipped at the post, but. Um, still managed to have three entries placed in the top 10 in that tournament. So 
Um, it wasn't yeah, it wasn't too bad. That. Yeah, I'm not going to complain. Yeah. But fortunately, <laughs> Antonio Brown didn't score enough that he he kicked us out of a a year long rule a fantasy tournament called the Scott Fish Bowl. Um, we fell point okay. eight of a uh, uh, of a point short to make the uh, semifinals. It's a it's a massive five hundred team tournament. So unfortunately, he he fell in that range where he cost me the the money ball and stopped us from advancing in. <laughs> In uh, in season long, but anyway, I'll. That's uh, the worst. Yeah, that, that is the worst. So um, it's almost if, like the reverse middle in sports betting. <laughs> yeah, I really should have found a, a, a like a, a market where they. I think the tab do it where they have the yard yardage. I should have found what his yardage would have been and just backed that middle so that I would have just either way I'm sitting back and I, I would have had a win. Um, but yeah. I wasn't quite clever enough to think of that on uh, <laughs> um, Tuesday morning. Sunday night. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, all right, tight ends now. Um, I can't believe I've said this guy's name now. I think twice now. Yeah, second straight week. Ricky yeah. Ricky Seals Jones um, yeah, against the I wrote Titans. It down. It's on my list. Yeah, um, he he uh, he's legit, or at least for this year, he's legit. Um, Four thousand five hundred. We've seen. We've seen uh, Arizona tight ends appear for the last few weeks. Darren Fells a few years ago, and then just Fells um, off the planet. Uh, but he is—he's a, a guy that seems to have caught Blaine Gabbert's eye, and he's really cheap, four thousand five hundred on Moneyball, a little bit dearer on Draft Stars. When you consider he's four hundred dollars now dearer than my other tight end option um, in Cameron Braid, I'll get to him in a sec. But Seals Jones, the Titans have allowed a tight end to score or gain ninety receiving yards. In three games in a row, so you know there's a pretty good floor there for for the Cardinals, and he just seems to be a cheap, reliable option at this point. Yeah, and he's one that the crunch throws up quite a bit this week. Uh, I think we got him projected for six point two on Moneyball, but obviously with some variation there, um, I didn't write down what his draft stars projection is, but probably slightly higher just because of the scoring system. Yep. Um, yeah, at the price, forty five hundred Moneyball. Um, I think he's a good pick there. I'm not 100% sure he'll make the cut on my teams at Draft Stars, just price-wise. Yeah, definitely I agree. think there's a few other options there, but yeah, money ball, certainly. Yep. Uh, Cameron Brait's my other option um, against the Lions. Um, 5500 on money ball, so $1,000 dearer, but $400 cheaper on Draft Stars. Um, I like him. He leads the team with six touchdown catches this season. He kind of went missing when Fitzpatrick was the quarterback, but he, he and Winston have a really... Good connection, and this is a good matchup for Bright to get back to, you know, reuniting that early season chemistry with Winston. Um, Detroit defense ranks 31st against tight ends, so I think he's a he's a great option to to pair with Jameis Winston. If I think you'll be playing a lot of Winston this week. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, I agree. It's a shame that he's just that slightly little bit higher at uh, Moneyball, which is where I think Jameis Winston has even more value. But I think, yeah, he's definitely one that will sharpen your stacks. You could even kind of look towards your kind of double stack idea again, I think. Yep. Um, if you're playing in that kind of Winston-based lineup. Um, yep, I say we have him projected for 8.9 at the moment. Um, and I think he's definitely worth the price of that. Yep. Uh, I definitely like Evan Ingram as well this week with Eli Manning back. Um, but what else <laughs> uh, did the Cruncher shoot out f- for yourself? Yeah, that Manning um, benching didn't last so long, did it? With that, no. <laughs> he sacked the manager so instead. Absolute Look mess. Me. Yeah, <laughs> makes the Colts um, look good, decent. Yes, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Got that. Know what they're doing in the front office. Yeah. Um, so you've kind of avoided the premium selections, but we've got a couple. Um, Kelsey shows up. Jimmy Graham at eleven point five shows up. Um, we've got Cook, kind of, kind of on the cheaper side there. Um, Doyle in that Colts game, which helped. Remarks that we've talked about. 
Um, yep. Gregson and Seals Jones at Moneyball. Yeah, I think Kelsey's kind of the only premium that that's probably going to play this week with Gronk um, suspended, and, and luckily for only one game for what he did. Um, but uh, Zach Ertz looking unlikely to play with his concussion, so um, Kelsey is kind of the only sort of elite option. Yeah, Graham used to be a premium, I guess. I guess we don't call him that anymore. Um, I, I think over the last month, I definitely think he is a premium. I just It's so hard to start anyone against the Jacksonville defense, the way that they're playing. Mm-hmm. But he's been very, in terms of red zone targets, like he's been on fire the last sort of six weeks. Yeah. Um, and I, I, yeah, I don't mind him. I think the Jaguars, as you say, the defense kind of raises a question mark over it, but Given the lack of options and his upside, I think I still would have him in a couple of teams. Yeah, I think so. And and you might have a few people that are uh, scared off for the Jags' defense, and rightly so. But if you yeah. look over the last, I think it's two, four, six, eight weeks, once he scored under 10 points at Moneyball, it's 8.4. Everything else is 12s or 17s and or, you know, at worst a 10. So he's got a very high floor. Um, and mm. it could be... Given how well the, the Jacksonville corners are playing, Graham might be the the guy for for Russell Wilson um, this week. Yeah, and the, and the Jags' defense didn't really come up for me this week. Um, I'm certainly crunch. I'm just having a look to see. I haven't got in front of me what the um, line and total for that game is. Have you? Um, it is. Let me see. It is. Where are we? I've got it up here. Oh, I did have it up. There it is. It is 40 at the moment, and the Jags are two-and-a-half-point favourites. Yeah. Yeah, it's a question mark, right? Um, you don't really want to be playing kind of offensive players into a 40 total. But... Yeah, and that's a game where I like the under because I just – Seattle's defence, I know they've lost injuries, but they're still very tough to score on, especially if you're Blake Bortles. Yeah, and that game's been moved to an off, a late kickoff. Is that – yeah, it's in been, Jacksonville. Or is yeah, it somewhere else? it's in Jacksonville. It's been flexed into the uh, the later time slot. Um, I never ever thought in my wildest dreams I'd see Jacksonville favoured against Seattle, but here we are. <laughs> here we are. It's that kind of year. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yep. Uh, so yeah, I don't mind Graham, but it, I, if I'm playing anyone from that game, it's it's Jimmy Graham or Doug Bolden, and that's it. I, they're the that's the only option in in that entire game, or or Westbrook. I think they I can't have too many. Yeah, and I think, let's say, the cruncher likes both Baldwin and Graham, and I think, for me, I might be trying to play them in the same team, just taking my chances that that game goes over and hoping that a bunch of people avoid it. Um, so I've got one line up there that kind of goes against the grain and then kind of play the others a bit more sensibly. Yeah, I'm trying to see how Jacksonville are against tight ends, but they're kind of, yeah, down the bottom in the in the middle of the pack. So Actually, no, they're, they're 12th, so... Not the not the best defense against tight ends. Definitely against wide receivers, far more stingy. Um, speaking yeah. of defense, you mentioned Jags not being an option for you. Uh, I have the Patriots this week against the Dolphins. They are five thousand one hundred on Moneyball, so kind of kind of the upper tier there. Eight thousand two hundred and fifty draft stars. Dolphins are thirty first in DVOA. They're one of the worst teams in the NFL, if not the worst team in the NFL. And the Pats defense since Week Five has been. Um, one of the top 15 in the NFL. So if you're looking at metrics and stuff and see Pats down the bottom, they, they do leak some yardage at time, but they're very stingy on points and they're very opportunistic. I like them this week. And then I like the Bengals against the Bears, just purely a matchup. Opposing defenses are finished inside the top 10 in fantasy points against Chicago eight times this season. So um, I don't mind the Bengals. 
Well, I think that the um, sort of high-scoring defences this year are showing you that op- opportunistic is kind of the thing you're looking for um, in kind of DFS defences. Yep. Um, so, yeah, the Patriots, I think, are a viable option. They're not one that made our top four, but they're certainly one that made our top ten lineups. Um, I can't say I'd look too much at the Bengals as an option. Um, it's kind of an interesting stat. Um, so, yeah, I'll have to have a look at that one a bit and based on that stat, I think there's some merit to them, certainly. Yeah. Um, well, we had, so the Crunchers' top four lineups have Titans, Texans, Packers, um, defenses at the moment at Draft Stars, um, and add the Jets to those effectively at Moneyball. Um, again, kind of looking at those kind of more opportunistic options, perhaps more than kind of going for the really low point scoring games. Yeah. Um, the totals this week are really tightly packed, right? You say yeah. there's nothing high scoring, there's no big favourites, but there's also. There's one thirty-eight and a half, I think. There is Bears, um, Bengals. Is, yeah, Bears, Bengals, um, and then everything else is kind of very close, like forty to forty-six, forty-seven. Yeah, that is it. Like I'm just looking through forty, forty-four, forty-one and a half, forty-six, forty-one and a half, forty-three and a half, forty and a half, forty-one. They're just all around yeah. that same marquee. So it's a, a kind of a really weird week. Um, in that regard, and even sort of the bigger lines are, are with the lower total, and then obviously the the Pats Dolphins just a rare exception with a big line and a big total. Um, yeah, so it's just not crazy. many clues around. Yeah, and we haven't even mentioned sort of tomorrow's game, which is an interesting one. That's got the highest total of all, fifty-one and a half. It's a pick, kind of a pick'em game at this point. So it it's a game that I'm I'm finding really hard to to read or, or buy into. Um, Julio is always a great option. Kamara is always a premium option, obviously. Um, especially if Ingram's out, he's probable. But um, that that's a type of game that you could see being a shootout. Yeah, definitely. And um, I've stayed away a bit from the NFL single-game slates that Moneyball have put on. And I, to be honest, I haven't played those kind of weird yeah. cross-week things that Draft Stars have been doing because um, <laughs> I have no idea what my projections are for the next week when those go up. It's, <laughs> um, it's just madness. I don't get it. You're all, just going but... in blind with those. Like It's just, it's just yeah. all luck. I don't get it at all. Um, but yeah, I stayed away from the single game ones because there were so many times last week where there was a 10 way last year, sorry, where there was like a 10 way tie for first or a 20 way tie for fifth or something ridiculous like that. Yep. Um, but with this one being a particularly high scoring game, I think might be a bit more attractive as a single slate. Yep. I think there might be a few more ways to differentiate and a few more kind of um, bargain players that you could throw in with decent upside. So yeah, I'm I'm intrigued by that game. Uh, I might well have a couple of lineups in it. Something to watch tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. And I think it, they're two teams that have a, a variety of offensive players as well. So it's not just sort of yeah. two guys um, that you can just slot in. So I think yeah, definitely um, for a bit of fun tomorrow, that might might be okay f- for that. Um, all right. Well, that's that's week fourteen. Uh, any overall thoughts on on that and uh, the stats insider stuff that goes up over the weekend? Yeah, stats insider stuff will probably go up. Uh, possibly tomorrow morning, possibly tomorrow evening. Um, the week as a whole, I can't say I'm super enthused for it. Yeah. Um, as we said, there's just no clues. There's such a high degree of randomness. Um, you're going to have a lot of people playing, or so you're going to have a few people playing those kind of big numbers of lineups. And I'd expect to see those people at the top of the leaderboard just because they can cover that many options. Um, and, yeah, I, I'll play a few, but it won't be a week where I go crazy. Yeah, I felt a lot more confident last week, and I played a lot last week, and that and that was in the results I was very excited about last week. This week's the complete opposite. So 
I might just scale it back and, and look forward to the, the, the last sort of three weeks, 15, 16, 17, and see what comes up there. But uh, good luck. Yeah. There's always some interesting stuff, week 16 and 17, right? You always get some weird peop- weird um, players playing yep. a few really bargain options that just throw everything into chaos. Yeah, and that's where I like to thrive. I'll use a little bit of the yeah. knowledge and uh, pick up uh, – some random sort of running backs and wide receivers that I, I know teams will be checking out because, uh, you know, they've sort of thrown the towel in for the season or uh, technically out for the year. So they're, they're kind of the fun weeks, kind of a little bit like yeah. pre-season DFS um, in the States. Yeah, very much so. Um, pre-season DFS is an intriguing thing, <laughs> yeah. which, yeah, just relies on knowledge. Um, and that knowledge isn't shared, whereas during the regular season, most of that knowledge is shared. So yeah. Some, yeah. Hopefully. Be some interesting discussions, I think. Right? Yeah, hopefully if DraftKings uh, are setting up down here, we could dabble at some preseason um, DFS next August. So uh, we'll we'll yep. look we'll look forward to that. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, any um, anytime there's more NFL DFS, I'm definitely a fan of that. Um, all right, well, week yep. 14. Good luck, Daryl, and uh, we'll we'll speak yep. next week. Yep. Thanks very much. Good luck to everyone um, listening, and yeah, bring on the games and look forward to chatting next week. Thanks for listening to DFS Go check out all the best premium daily fantasy tools at fantasyinsider.com.au. You can also check out all the recommendations mentioned on today's podcast online at wootandwide.com. And make sure you follow each of the boys on Twitter at thisiswoot and at jynfl. Or you can follow the podcast at wootandwide.com.